Today I'm going to be speaking about a slightly different aspect of speaking. And this is something that has been discussed with many of my clients who work in the corporate world or are executives and have to speak in the boardroom. I'm Sheena Walker, so today I'm going to share with you how you can present to senior managers. And what I want you to think about, I know I speak a lot about speaking being situational and really real speakers, great speakers understand that speaking is situational. So how you would speak in the boardroom is very different to how you would speak if you were looking to win a new contract, if you were looking to speak to clients, do a briefing meeting during recruitment, win new business. These are all different situational ways of performing. So what I'd like to share with you today is that some of the areas that I've shared with executives when they've told me, Sheena, I just don't think my presentation went down well. I don't think they understood it. And these are people that I've not been coaching, but they've come to me after they felt that there was something they just weren't doing right. There was something that in the framework, there was something in how they were engaging that wasn't strictly accurate, or they felt that, that it wasn't strictly accurate. So let's look at one key aspect I want you to think about. When you're speaking in the boardroom, it is the opposite of speaking or sharing a keynote. And how you present is very different. So let's look at, I'm going to share with you today, how would you start? What do you need to think about? And then I'll give you the six steps that you need to do differently before you go into the boardroom. You see, the key to career success is to learn to sell yourself and your ideas to senior management. That's what you're doing when you're in the boardroom. You're selling yourself. And I believe it's no secret that the higher up the corporate ladder you go, the more important your public speaking skills become. And if right now you're looking at promotion or stepping up in your career, and you've got your sights set on increased responsibility, that increased authority, that position, and the salary that goes with that, then you need to be able to position yourself ahead of the crowd in advance. And at all stages of your career, whether you've just joined a company, your middle manager, you're doing an interim role, you need to sell yourself, your ideas, your value and your ability. I'm going to say that again. At all stages of your career, you need to sell yourself, your ideas, your value and your ability. 
Because when you're doing that, you're positioning you. And you do want your board members or joint ventures or the recruitment panel to see just how talented and how good you are and the benefits that you could bring to the company. And one of the things that I'm sharing right now is that I'm assuming that you're looking for promotion. And I've had lots of women say to me that promotion just doesn't seem to be on the horizon. And that's a bit of a pity because sometimes we've got superwomen. So what is it that holds people back? So to position yourself for promotion, you need to be able to learn what it does it take to sell yourself? What way do you present your ideas to senior management that requires high-level public speaking? So where do we start at the boardroom? You're in the boardroom and everybody's staring at you. Have you ever had that? That you go to present and everybody's got that fixed gaze. You see, what's different is the stakes are so much higher when you're going to present in the boardroom. And so shareholders will be sitting with bated breath, listening to what you're going to share. And I believe that all business communication is important. But senior management, you have to think, they are my audience. Right now, they are my audience. And you are sitting in your suit in the hot seat. And they depending on how you portray what you're going to share, will either accept or reject the recommendations that you or your department or your team have been working on. So it is important that you beforehand realise how they might be thinking. What might they be looking for and how you can address these objections before they're going to ask you about them. So just where do you start? So when you are asked to do submit a proposal or you're asked to do a particular piece of work, you want to think about what is the topic or subject that I'm going to be reporting on and be really clear with yourself. And if you're not sure what the objective is, then go back and ask. You need to be very clear, crystal clear and specific about what they're asking you to do. Because if not, you don't have the focused and intention to deliver the recommendations. So the second thing is, why is your topic important enough to be on a busy agenda of senior managers? 
What questions will they be asking you when you present this? And can you answer them in early on in your presentation? So that's the subject. Why is it important? How they might be thinking, you've got to anticipate their objections and be able to include that in your presentation. So how might we continue with this? So here's an example. You would introduce your recommendations, your new keynote, your new proposal in one sentence and anticipate and answer questions your audience would ask. Let's suppose you've been in charge of a high-level cross-functional team to study whether health and safety or diversity or succession planning with staff. It could be one of these areas. Why would that be important? So the very first thing you need to do is to start your presentation with the conclusion. I know that's very different. I've just given you a preamp to how you would start to think about it. But the very first part of your presentation in the boardroom, your proposal, you're going to start with your recommendation, your conclusions. And it might go something like this. So thank you for the opportunity to head up this cross-functional team to study diversity training. And would it be a good investment for our company? So that's the key sentence. Our group has spent four months, two months studying diversity training programmes and whether this would be an exceptionally good investment. Long term, we would save money from recruiting. And I believe we would increase our market share with our customers. So you've introduced it. What we would recommend is that the company initiate a pilot programme starting next quarter. And we would use the training company, Shina Walker Training Company, at an investment of. This company has successfully implemented this programme previously, as well as many Fortune 100 companies. All members of our team agree with this conclusion. Our team was made up of specialist executives, including some new hires, and all of our members are willing to be part of the evaluation committee 
to study results before a decision might be made about a complete company rollout. So what I did there was I presented the recommendations and that's four or five actions in there. It's about initiating a pilot programme, when they're going to start, who would you use to do it, what would the investment be, why should we use this company, who will be involved in the team, who were the specialists, who were the new, new starts, and all of the team are willing to be involved to study results before a decision might be made before a company rollout. Can you see what I did there? It's actually very clever to start with recommendations because they're taken aback. And the next thing after the recommendations is a heading What's in it for them? Describe what's in it for them. That means you need to address the needs of senior management as well as the company. This is where you have to anticipate the questions that they might ask in some of the areas you spoke about in the recommendation. And when they ask you a question, which might be about the training company, you need to be able to anticipate these questions and the answers that you might give. For example, one of the senior management is usually charged with reducing costs and increasing sales. They might ask you, what if this programme means saving money? You need to be able, when they ask how, well, we could lower employee turnover at a relatively modest investment. And you've got to be able to really anticipate and answer these questions that your audience would ask. I can remember working for a company where we were looking to, or I got the opportunity in my role, to roll out Investors in People, which was a, a quality standard of staff development, staff, staff performance and how companies performed. And at that time, my chief exec didn't think in eight weeks that we could roll out this programme. There wasn't a huge, huge investment like some of the investments, but he didn't give the go ahead because he felt we could not achieve it in the, in the time scales. So what I had to be able to do was I asked him if he could park it for five days and if I could come up with a plan, a proposal, where we could action this investors in people, would he reconsider? 
So you can see what I did. It was something that was at short notice, slightly different from what I've just described. So what I did was I had to think, why is this investors in people a good idea? Especially when we're looking to cut costs. Why would this initiative be good for our company? Why would our specialist staff feel more valued? Why is it important for the community and external people to see that we were a quality company? And I, these were questions that went over in my head. So I prepared, just as I've described to you, a proposal about why it was a good idea, the benefits to the staff and the benefits to the external community, knowing we were an investor in people company. And I just, I presented it to my boss five days later. And one of the things I did, I should add, was that I spoke to eight specialist people in my organisation who each had a high level of responsibility. And before I proposed this, I got their agreement that they would work with me. We would meet every week and we would look at very specific actions, very specific areas of their expertise in finance and marketing and looking at what was achievable in line with the investor in people, aims and objectives and the results that they were looking for. And so I spoke with these eight people to see how we could get the results that investors and people were looking for. And I have to say I was really pleased that when I shared this with my chief exec, he, because I had prepared it as I described earlier and anticipated what he might say and ask me, you know, the key question was, that all looks great on papers, you know. That all looks great. You're going to have weekly meetings. Yes, I can see. Brilliant. Great. But how does this investment compare to other staff investments we've made? Why will this be different? And this was different because it was more it was more a UK-wide. Investors in People wasn't just a local initiative. It was a UK-wide initiative. And it would have put us on the map very differently. So I did carry out a, a proposal presentation, as I've just described, and ended up finishing by saying to him, Thank you so much. This is going to be an exciting opportunity. And I know that we've, I've explained, we've formed this super team of experts. We will increase the company knowledge, which will be valuable to us all. Our team have agreed they're going to be committed to this project. So we're asking you for your permission today to start on this 
on Monday, which was about three days later. You see, what I did, I believe, was I made a strong impression. You need to make a strong impression to increase your chances of being accepted. So you can be short, clear, concise about what your aims and objectives are. And you have to be able to have these conversations effectively to train and encourage others too. And I want to say to you today is that if you've ever been faced with going to speak in the boardroom to speak about a new initiative, a new proposal, then follow my guidelines. Don't do what you've done before because it won't work. So let's look at seven things that you need to do. So you need to practice that your proposal is sound and conversational. And once you have scripted your notes, you need to practice by speaking out loud to an associate or somebody in your team. Or when you're driving to work, go over part of it. And make sure you're familiar with the work performance or the results and the recommendations that you've agreed on. The second thing is open with your conclusion. You are there, you've got vivid and obtainable results from your pilot project. The third thing is describe the cost, describe the investment, but frame them in a positive way showing that if you follow these recommendations, what the deliverable outcomes will be and what the consequences will be if you don't. One of the things, the next one, fifth thing I want to share with you, don't wander off with general chit-chat. Keep being intentional and specific. And I may add here that at the very start of your presentation, you must set the guidelines. For instance, you may have questions and answers. I'll do my presentation and then I'll take question and answers at the end. Because if you get interrupted, you lose your train of thought. And when you speak, the sixth thing is that when you speak, you know, be confident Shoulders back, look like you actually mean business. And look people in the eye, look around the table as you're speaking. Be persuasive, be believable. You can't do this if you're reading off notes. You may want to have five or six slides with the key recommendations that you bring up after you've described them. You need to know this really off by heart. You need to know exactly what it is you're doing. And the final thing is, be brief. The fewer words that you can use to get your message across is the better. 
You see, shorter, succinct, simple, sophisticated wording can be more memorable and repeatable. I'd just like to say that when you finish, you need to have a statement that has a date in it where if they say they're going to consider it, you're going to suggest that you're going to have a meeting. You're going to have a meeting in a week where if they've got any more questions, then you're more than happy to answer them. But hopefully by the time you've gone through what I've described, you've answered everything that they might be thinking, particularly about the investment and how it will reduce staff costs and the consequences if they don't do this. I hope that you've found this helpful. And one of the things I always say at the end is, can you reflect on this investment compared to other investments that you've made? For instance, and give one or two investments they've made that's actually been a rather big investment with probably maybe little return. So you've got to make your proposal big, bold and brilliant. I hope you found that helpful. I'd like to just say that if you look for looking for some help with your speaking in the boardroom, you can always contact me or call me on 075 88645 702.